who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. Listen! Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, episode 372. We've got a ton of great topics for you this week. We're going to start off by talking about some really important third-party announcements for the Nintendo Switch, but we'll also be talking about our most anticipated 3DS game, Metroid Samus Returns. Plus, we've got a special segment with Naomi Kyle from PAX where we will test our fans' knowledge for everything Mario plus Rabbits. All that coming up next. Listen! again, guys. IGN has teamed up with Ubisoft to give away a Nintendo Switch console, copies of Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, and more awesome prizes as well. Check out IGN.formstack.com slash forms slash NVC underscore sweepstakes to enter. Also, if you haven't seen it yet, be sure to check out the premiere episode of IGN Expert Mode with Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle's creative director, Davide Soliani. And coming up later in the episode, last week we took to the streets of San Francisco to find out what people know about Mario and his new furry little friends. But this time, we quizzed actual gamers at PAX in Seattle to see if they know their stuff. But for now, back to you guys. Welcome back to NVC. I want to introduce my panel. To my right, the amazing Brian, Mother Brian Altano. Oh, that was really good. I will take that. Hi. On the far left, we've got Zach, Spin Attack, Ryan. <laughs> spin Attack. Oh, yeah, that's better oh, than yeah. Lego Maniac, I guess. Yeah. That's and good. Closest to me, my very good friend. Samus Claiborne. Samus wow. turns out to be a girl. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, spoilers. Well, Are we supposed to? That's embargo. Shocker. Dude. We shouldn't talk about that. So, yes, you wait, heard. Wait, is this episode 372? 372. That's a big anniversary. That is a huge 372 anniversary. 372 episodes. We're yeah. going to celebrate by talking about Damn Metroid. near 400. <laughs> something we've never talked about. But there are actually a whole bunch of other topics. Uh, it was a pretty good week for game announcements. Obviously, we've got the Nindies Direct that we talked about last week. But more gaming news trickled out. Before that, though, um, we most of us were at PAX. You didn't make it out there. 
Um, we had a really, really good time. Thank you to all our fans, uh, NVC fans who showed up for our panel. Yep. We uh, attempted a Let's Rank where we get together, we create a top 10. And it was the top 10 Nintendo games of all time. So only of Nintendo all time. made games. <laughs> And we invited the audience to help us participate and put together this list. And what ensued was truly memorable. Yes, if I may. <laughs> Is that the Thank word? you for attending the panel. No, thank you for the list that you came up with. It's not a very good it's list. It's our fault, too. <laughs> yes, that's true. We all got together to make that atrocity of no, a list. So I yes. was happy you guys got Uniracers <laughs> it, in the top ten. It's, it's not amazing. this bad. Good so move. Sam, we'll share the list with you since you weren't there. But uh, you know, it was basically uh, we're not going to go through the uh, through the entire rules of the game. We're actually going to post the full panel online. We, okay, good. We uh, have the video for that and we'll also repost the list there so you can see it. But basically, together with us and our crazy game rules, we came up with the following list. Best Nintendo made games of all time. So no Chrono Trigger or anything. Or ten. Okay, all ten. Right. Pokemon Gold and Silver. Okay. Nine, Metroid Prime. Too low. Wow. Eight, Super Smash Brothers Melee. Doesn't belong on the list. <laughs> wow. What? Yes, it does. Uh, number seven. I'm glad that's The Legend of Zelda, one. The Ocarina of Time. Too low. Too low. Wow. Number six, Super Metroid. Too low. <laughs> number five, Super Mario 64. Pretty good. Pretty good. For, Too number, low. Number Nailed, four, yeah, maybe. Super Mario Brothers. Too high. So I would swap that with three, but whatever, you know. Uh, or world. It's or such an important game. Number three, Super Mario World. Yeah. Too low. Number two, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Good, good. Yeah, you yeah. like that one? I'm happy that it's making the top tens of top ten lists. The number one, The Legend of Zelda Link to the, uh, Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, was, there's nothing wrong with the games included on the list. I think it's I just feel order, like right? The process, they, I would tweak it, but the process on how they arrived on that list was absolutely Scary. Well, we also, we also you like were real vetoes and stuff. Yeah. I was. Yeah. No, I was fine. There was a moment during the panel, which probably the people in the audience did not see, where Zach leaned away from this microphone and hissed at Brian, saying, "I'm really hating you right now." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brian. Brian had this epiphany while he was up on the panel that was just like, "Oh yeah, I love all Nintendo games." <laughs> yeah. So anytime anybody made a case for any game, Brian was like, "Sure, let's put that on the list." Well, as well. like to be fair, our list right now is like the top ten. Zelda and Mario games and also a Pokemon. That's you know? true. Like, and which is like, I think, like, people were bringing to the table stuff like Wii Sports where I'm like, yeah, there's a strong argument for Advanced Wii Sports. Wars. Advanced Wars. Like, these are really strong Nintendo games. I don't know if they're top 10, but the point of bringing it to the table is that we have that discussion, right? Where things get really chaotic is that you start breaking hearts and you start saying, like, we're going to take this game, we're going to kick it off the list. Like, Banjo Kazooie was one of the ones. Yeah, Marty C was like fighting hard for that game and he had to watch it die. And yeah, I mean, so. Of our top choices, because we went into we went into the panel, each of us kind of representing one or two games specifically. And of our top choices, I'm not sure that any of them made it onto the final list because um, Alana chose Pokemon Yellow. Yeah, that's not on it. Brian chose Urban Champion. Brian did choose Urban, Urban Champion. Not. I chose um, Link's Awakening, which was there for a, a little, little bit, while, and then it got yeah. bumped. Yeah. Andrew chose Earthbound, and that got bumped. Oh, Earthbound got. Bumped. Marty that's chose Banjo Kazooie, and that got bumped. I chose Wind Waker, and that didn't make the cut. Mm-hmm. Perry, you chose Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Wind Waker wasn't the in the top ten, right? Wind Waker was until like the almost the very end. Yeah, it, yeah. it also crazy. fell off. That's but crazy. I, the process was really, really fun. I had a good time. People in the audience seemed to have a good time. There were people jumping out of their seats and yelling at us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it, it was, was my uh, favorite panel it was I've really ever done. Good. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. chaos. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So we got to do this again. We got to pick another topic and do another Let's Rank. But yeah, you just do this one again and it just it'll be different every single yeah, time. That's right. Uh, I'm really glad that there. that video is going to go up, too, because I wasn't sure if we were going to post it as an audio podcast right. only or what. So that's really cool. Yeah, the video is really important. I think it's important to note. 
it is impossible to make a list that everyone is happy on. Oh, yeah. I don't that think a single point person of the segment, yeah. right? Yeah. But I don't think yeah. one person left that room being like, oh, this is A+. Plus. Yeah. I actually got a lot of people tweeting at me on the Nintendo Voice Chat account that was like, I love this list. It's perfect. <laughs> You're a deeply flawed individual. That's amazing. But, yeah. That is it's, amazing. They're all great games. Yeah. Um, is Gold and Silver the definitive Pokemon game now? N- no. So there was a, that was a point of contention. There was a lot of going back and forth between whether Yellow deserves it just based on how pure it is and you, you yeah. know there, there was a lot like of super discussion. mario brothers the same argument yeah, yeah. there was like also well, later yellow, later right. yeah later games were being talked about about being on there because they improved on this so yeah uh, there was a moment where where uh sun and moon were on the list yes. mm-hmm. there was a moment where x and y were on the list like there was a lot of pokemon games That's that tough. got tossed around so yep. yeah so same stuff different monsters you know yeah, I mean, there's some there's some cases to be made, it, I think, for each generation. And but. the feel is very different. So, yeah. fun process. Thank you so much for uh, the people who showed up. If you haven't seen it yet, um, look it up. We'll post it later in the week. Um, so you'll get uh, you'll get a double NVC dose this week if you if you weren't at PAX. Yeah. What did we call that episode? I don't know. We're gonna episode, have to, it's gonna be let's no. Rank. You oh, had a name. Oh, it's missing episode no, missing right? no. It's yeah. another missing no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, a bunch of games Pokemon. came out. Though. So by the time you're watching it, uh, Monster Hunter Stories is out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, very different from. The the traditional Monster Hunter games. Yeah. It's like they got the chibi design. If you're watching this on IGN or on YouTube, you can see uh, some of the amiibo that only came out in Japan. They're compatible with it, even awesome. with the US with version. The, US so version. the Japanese can't... amiibo you can use with the US Are they version. Hard to get? Uh, well, you can import them. They're probably not that hard to find on like Amazon. They are super cool amiibo. No. Yeah, they are gorgeous. Looking. They are really cool. And you amiibo. can change the writers. They're the only amiibo where you can take off the character, and they got a little f- flesh-colored what? little little dongle oh, just thing. A little bu- a bu- not ready dongle? for prime time. That's yeah. okay. That's Samus probably why the they didn't come thing. out here. Yeah. No, Samus has what? What do you call it? An ice fart? Yeah. 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 Um, Children. So you can change the writers with these, and there are a bunch more. Uh, you know, obviously your favorite cat is right yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, I really like the art style on this game. Yep. I haven't played it yet, but uh, I'm 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 interested. I I always say this will be the Monster Hunter that gets me, but like this one might be. I, it, I I'm <laughs> sort of reconnecting with my 3ds thanks it's to different. Metroid. So it's more like it's more like a it's more like Pokemon, right? Yeah, it's more like a Pokemon like traditional RPG than kind of like the action, action RPG. RPG that you got in the tri- in the, mm-hmm. in the newer in the other Monster Hunter series not the newer ones right um, the good news is if you want to try it out there's a demo on the eShop so you cool. can download it on your 3DS and try it out uh, Neuro Voider is also on the eShop but yeah. now for the uh, for the Nintendo Switch yep uh, you played it? Yeah, I played it on PS4 and I started the Switch version this morning. Um, it's really cool. It's, uh, basically this top-down sort of like shmup RPG with like Four robots. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, I think the, um, it's, it's a little grindy, but like in a fun way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just play as robots, you take down other robots, you level up your character and keep fighting. Oh, super, uh, it looks like a Super NES game, right? Like it, art yeah. style and design wise, but. And sounds like together. Four, yeah, and yeah. four players can play cooperatively, uh, cooperatively. Yep. Local. Um, seems like a fun time if you've got friends over, try it out. What are you grinding? 14 bucks. Just like some loots. Okay. It's just like upgrades. a lot of loot drops and stuff. Yeah. And just like upgrading your character. And That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. And then Brian's absolute favorite game, uh, came out on the Switch as well. Double Dragon 4, the uh, late sequel to Double Dragon 3. That game, that game that you want to love so much. Seven God. bucks. I was so bummed out about this game. Seven yeah. is twice the score we gave it. <laughs> It really is that, is that true? Bad? We gave it a 3.5? Yeah. Yeah, it was a rough Oof. game. Um, I played it through it in its entirety in one sitting with, with Damon Hatfield. I think we recorded a Let's Play of it. Um, it's just Were not. Were you Bimmy a, or Jimmy? Um, I want to say I was Bimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Bimmy and Jimmy were, it's Billy and J- Jimmy, but they spell their Ryan names wrong. And, and Bimmy. I'm Bimmy. Okay. <laughs> um, this game just doesn't work. 
Uh, I don't know if it's like it's not doing enough new and it's falling back on too much old to not really feel right. Um, they put out a River City Ransom game last year that was awesome on 3DS. Yeah. And I thought this would be along the same lines. And it's just not. Uh, it gets really just dull and monotonous. You're fighting the same enemies over and over. The level design doesn't really get interesting. Um, it's borderline broken at times. The frame rate Ooh. and uh, screen tearing is absurd. It's like a Super Nintendo looking game. And there's screen Screen tearing like you're like you're playing the most advanced video game ever made. Oh, no. So it's not good. It's not good. Um, if it's seven dollars, if you are just like deathly fascinated in what this thing looks like, I'm sure it looks. So you I feel like there's River way City. more to play though. If you have seven dollars, you could seriously. Play sure. stuff. Yeah, for, you played River City Ransom, and, and you we all play Castle Crashers. Yeah, to make brawlers fun now, you have to add RPG elements. Mm-hmm. I agree. You can't just have a brawler. I agree. It, it doesn't work. You can have like a shoot 'em up, or you can have like a shooter, or like really fast games where you're like you know twin sticking or something. Mm-hmm. But like if you're walking through the streets and beating up bad guys, you need to have something to aim towards. It's not just the next screen over. Right. And what this game does does to sort of like innovate quote unquote is it just throws more and more enemies at you so it'll be like oh you fought two of bobos here's six have a good time all right pass uh let's talk about lichtspeer double spear this was this is your people made this right it's not it's it's uh made by a polish team okay it's all the same really tiny but uh, but they go in all eastern european no but they go in lichtspeer just means light speed right right, right. it's they go in for that german vibe they've got like you know teutonic characters with big helmets and stuff in the game as well it's like a another kind of retro spirit game side scrolling uh you 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 throw spears made from light it's yeah it's about imagine a real shiny javelin man yeah yeah this uh, one looks interesting. Looks I d- fun. I didn't jump on this yet. I haven't but. played it yet. Ten bucks, so I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give that a look and, and see if it's um, worthy of the pantheon of yeah. great indie games on the platform. All right. Legal Worlds came out. Which is awesome. Oh, it's awesome. awesome. It's like, really, really fun. Um, I think a lot of people thought this would be a lot more like Minecraft, but it's only like partly Minecraft, and it feels a lot more like all of the Lego games you probably played on oh. consoles, right? Uh, like Lego City or Lego Star Wars and stuff. Um, the cool thing about this game is that uh, you have this ray gun that can scan things in the environment and then steal them and then you can use them to build out your own world so you're like running along doing missions and stuff like that and collecting gold bricks and opening Mm. up all the stuff uh to sort of rebuild your ship and fly back into space and explore and you'll see like a chicken and you shoot him with your gun and like now you own that chicken and you can spawn chickens everywhere you go so like it's really smart it gets like really interesting with like puzzle elements uh it's the frame rate gets a little crazy. I was going to say, is it technically competent? Because they seem to struggle a little bit with the Yeah, but they said a patch is coming. So, like, okay. the frame rate is just a little, a little dodgy right now when things get really overwhelming. But, like, what this thing can actually do is really smart. And there's, um, space DLC that's based on, like, the original, like, 80s Lego oh, space sets. Oh, I love it. I had those like, sets. Which is so cool. With the guy with the planet on his shirt? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah white yeah. and red so guy. The, yeah. Those, those blue panels guys. with the, the yeah. three craters love and then, like, guy. the landing pad. Yep. And you put yeah. So good. The way you actually build out Lego kits in this game, you actually collect Lego Lego kits that have their little box art uh-huh. and everything. That's awesome. So it feels That's a lot. So cool. Yeah, it feels a lot more like the old Lego toys we grew up with than a lot of like Lego games per se. But yeah, I really like this one. It's thirty bucks. Remember at E three there they had actual like really nice boxed original yeah. Lego sets on display for that yep. game, and I was just like drooling. I'd love to see. I'd love to see some like expansions of like Lego Camelot and stuff like that. Yeah, That'd be really Pirates cool. That you get that Lego those. Ghost. Ooh, I love yeah. that guy. I love that Ghost. Um, the Ghost I, is I think so it's sad though. I know he did look really sad. Little sad eyes. I think it's really cool. That's why. I think it's really cool that Lego Un- is supporting uh, the Switch uh, so much. You know, yeah. like Lego City Undercover, now Lego Worlds. We've got Lego Marvel Avengers yeah, two, totally. or Marvel Superheroes 2 coming this this holiday. Yep. Um, 
plenty of awesome Lego games on the system. Yep. And it's cool that, that they identify some of the technical limitations and are willing to patch that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. There was also cool. a lot of like controversy around this game's icon. I don't know if you guys saw the mm-hmm. icon on this game was really hideous, like on mm-hmm. the Switch screen. And when you look at an icon on your phone or on your PS4, you don't really think about it. But on the Switch, when you hook it up to your TV, like a bad icon is uh, four feet tall. Yeah. So oh, like, TV, like the developers who made Snake Pass caught a lot of hell for this because they updated their icon. And apparently there was like guidelines. This is really fascinating stuff. I don't know if you guys care. Whatever. I'm doing it. Uh, Nintendo has these guidelines about how like you have to have like an action shot from the game and also a logo from the game. And some devs are just ignoring it, right? Like Bulb Boy, Sonic Mania. Mm-hmm. There's a couple other ones where it's just a huge dumb face. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demambo's another one where it's just like this big weird face. So for this game, it was just like an over a three fourths overhead shot of like a Lego hill, mm-hmm. and it was like hideous. Mm-hmm. And all these people were like, "This is really bad." And the devs jumped on Reddit and they're like, "You're right." We're patching it. Here's the new one. It says Lego Worlds. It's got the big Lego guy. There's all yeah. these action shots. So they're like, people are like, "Yeah, we did it." Hey, Sonic. You next. Yeah. Hey, Snake Pass, you next. <laughs> You're up. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're good. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah. I didn't it's know there was a thing. Apparently, there's totally kind of like the Icon Lovers Society of yeah. people who don't want their... Um, I, I kind of like the Sonic It's like a neighborhood watch. I do, too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind it either. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bridge came out. It's a you know $10 logic puzzle game, like black and white game, like with like M.C. Escher style mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, physics puzzles. Yeah, you know, I might grab this one. Stuff. Yeah, it looks really cool. It's really gorgeous. I haven't looking. been able to jump in yet either, but it just came out. And then uh, next, a couple of days after NVC airs, uh, Raymond Legends Definitive Edition is Ooh. out. Did you say Raymond? Raymond. Raymond. <laughs> Everyone uh, loves Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond uh, Legends. So so many legends that yeah. everyone loves. Yeah. Are you guys going to double, triple dip mm-hmm. on this game? I'm not. This is the one Probably. where you had to tap, but then they re-released the consoles and they, they took out the taps. So here's yeah. the thing. If you've never played Raymond Legends, it's awesome. It's it a is really, really, beautiful really game good. with uh, just amazing animation, gorgeous environments, and like these uh, these stages set to music that where your jumps and your actions are actually timed to it's music. It's like a rhythm game, yeah. Brilliant. And there's so much of this game. But if you played it on Wii U, I'd say you actually played a version that had some cool elements that are missing now from yeah. this version and the other console version. So don't double dip if you already played it on Wii U, but if you've never played it, I would definitely pick this up. I totally agree. Yeah. And it's got so a bunch good. of the best levels from uh, Raymond Origins in there too, Raymond. which is really cool. I wish they had just sort of like grouped those two games together and done mm-hmm. like a definitive release of both because I actually prefer the pacing of Origins because it doesn't have any of the Murphy puzzles, but yep. I mean, they're both really cool. It's hard it's hard to screw up with these games. Yep. Yeah, I played the demo when it dropped in the uh, uh, Switch store Mm-hmm. A couple weeks ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before we went, uh, I played on the flight to Germany for Gamescom, and uh, while I found it to be just as engrossing as it ever was, I also was like, I've played enough of this game. Yeah. I, I, you know, I played it on Wii U. I really enjoyed it there, and it was one of those things where, like, I don't think I'll pick up the full version for Switch, but. Like you said, uh, you hit the nail on the head. Like, if you haven't played it, for sure pick it up because it is a really great There's game. There's so yeah. much in there. I mean, remember there are like challenge modes with like eight bit versions of the board. yeah Betty music. Oh, is there yeah. DLC? Crazy picture effects where the screen gets split like th- th- three hundred times. Yeah, it's and really like, cool. Trying yeah. to mess you up. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff in those eight bit levels are the ones. Uh, right? Andrew Goldfarb oh. here like still curses them off. They're oh, yeah. so bad. Yeah, the ones so, where the screen really gets so tiny. Yeah. And they're really tough. Really tough. Funny. And then, you know, I mentioned lots of Nindies dropped. I think actually in the course of a week, more than 30 Nindie games or indie games for the Nintendo Switch were announced. It's just crazy, right? Like, uh, um, 
certainly everyone who was working on 3DS Indies is moving on to the Switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you saw uh, Jules tweet it this morning that um, that uh, Chicken Wiggle wasn't doing very well on 3DS, right? Like the audience that played those games probably has moved on to they the Switch. On, so yeah. just after the Nindie event, more games got announced. Save Me Mr. Taco, that weird octopus game from uh, from Nicholas. Uh, very strange names, a lot of these games. Super sure. Beat Sports, Kingdom New Lands, Ernog Urn Limited, Double Dragon 4, which we are, is already out, Opus, The Day We Found Earth, World to the West, Shots Fired, Blossom Tales, Pikuniku, which is Picnic, uh, Ben 10, uh, Tesla Grad, Sumiko Gurashi, Sumiko Park, a Yokoso, uh, Demo, Worms, WMD, I love the Worms. Game. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. And, Everybody's Oxenfree. favorite oxen free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Great games. Uh, certainly some, some titles that we've seen elsewhere before, but it's. I was unav- unable to find time to play oxen free, so that's really good that it's. I, oh man, oxen free is great. There's, I'm really excited that it's coming to the Switch. I mean, it seems like this is not going to stop. No, no, no. no. Um, yeah. it's, it feels like it's like relatively cheap and easy to port a game to Switch and the returns are really good. Uh, I saw, some tweets from some indie devs recently just like kind of gushing that their games are in the top 10 in the top 10 or top five, yep. you know, like even the former eight guys, we didn't get to talk about that game. Hopefully next week. I, cause I dig it. Um, but the former eight guys like saw their game in like the top five on a bunch of different shops globally. Yeah. And like, that's really cool. Cause it puts you next to Splatoon and overcooked and all these games that are mm-hmm. kind of like perceivably bigger. Uh, and that's, that's awesome. Yep. Speaking of Splatoon. Thank you there. Anytime. Um, an update drop today, you know, balancing uh, update 1.3.0 and the uh, developer, the folks in Japan announced that the next um, bigger update is planned for mid-October. They didn't give any specifics, but, you know, um, let's hope that we're getting getting some cool new content drops at the same time. But more importantly, Nintendo Japan announced the next Splatfest for <laughs> September 9th and it is McDonald's themed. Okay. <laughs> it is Chicken McNuggets versus McDonald's French fries. Well, what? Yeah, yeah, and it's purple McNuggets is the color is purple, and uh, I think it's like the the red McDonald's red for the French fries. That's purple not going to happen. That's not going to come to the U.S. That's Grimace's color. At, at yeah. least I don't think well, so. Grimace yeah. is a big chicken nugget, and most people don't know that about Grimace, <laughs> but he is a giant chicken nugget. Well, I ju- wish McDonald's had sponsored uh, Mario Kart, and then we get cool uh, hamburger themed cars. That'd be really a great. Grimace Actually, motorcycle. Yeah. So in Japan, these items are all side menu items. Like you can get chicken McNuggets on the side. Sure. It's not a main meal. And so this is the battle of the side menu items. If you're a pro, it's a, it's a side meal here. This is the first Splatfest where I'm legitimately torn. But yeah. are you like – No way. You, it's French fries. So Hands down. Is it too much? Are you saying this kind of know. sponsorship annoys me or are you like – No, oh, I can't choose yeah. between these two things. Oh, you, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not annoyed. And once they put a Mercedes so in Mario depends. Kart, all bets were off. Sure, no, but when they—it's like the sauces make all the difference. So if you get like that, the nice honey. What you, my McDonald's thinking, always forgets the sauce for the chicken McNuggets, uh, and like it's just not the same. Yeah, if it's you're, almost, if you're in there, you get like the whole thing. You know, you it's get, almost as though Splatoon should do a Splatfest themed around condiments. Yeah, mm. <laughs> so uh, good one. Sort so like Marina and Pearl situation. Question back at you with the sauce or without the sauce. So that will help us pick. Uh, Western Digital Sandisk, you guys know them, the makers of the little um, SD cards. That yeah, we all know Sandisk. Everything. You, you love them. It's one <laughs> no, of your no, big fans, right? Big fan. Sam lifts up a shirt and yeah. it's just Sandisk, Sandisk logo this tattooed Western across Digital. his chest. So they partnered uh, with Nintendo and they announced, uh, you know, Nintendo branded, Switch branded micro SD cards. Uh, it's Switch them. branded micro SD card packaging. Yes. The actual SD cards just look, the same. look like SD cards. But, you know, there's 64 gigabyte and 128 gigabyte uh, um, parts that come out in October, 
But the timing was very auspicious because it's very sim, very close to the Skyrim release. Right. Yeah. Oh. Right. You get out. You can get out of here with these tiny carts. Uh, yeah. 200 the NBA gigs was or, the game that said you or, had to. Have. Bust. What are you rocking in yours? Theory? I got a 200. I don't think we know the full story yet on what games um, will absolutely require an SD card. Oh, so we'll learn more. But they, you know, people spotted the requires SD card logo on a bunch of uh, mm-hmm. mock-up game boxes. We'll never know what what it'll look like uh, gotcha. until they come. Well, the like they, I think they announced today that Revelations one and two, the Resident Evil games, is like twenty four or twenty six gigs or yep. something like that. So like right off the bat, like you're just eating. That's half of one of these cards, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's well, no I different. It's from, doesn't it keep? the Oh, you mean if you download it alone? Yeah, yeah. But there's internals. Yeah. So it's not different from when you have a hard drive and on. A console that requires a hard drive install, like the Xbox One, right? right. You um, you need to have that space to play the game. Same thing here. There, most of the game is on the cartridge, but then it requires additional install or download on, on but, your system. But the so, or download's really important. That means that you you can buy a, a even though it's a cartridge, effectively off the shelf, it might not have the full game on it unless you connect to the internet. Yeah, which I is saw scary a lot of people pretty upset about I, that. I, I figure that you will be able to play for many hours until you get to the install. So hopefully, like I, this happened to me with the, you know, with the uh, PlayStation portables in the past, like where you're at an airport and then you can't play a game because it requires yep. a system update. Do you think Nintendo games will ever be this or do you think it's only for third party? I don't think make Nintendo. I think Nintendo will spring for the bigger part. <clears throat> yeah, I think Nintendo will figure out a way to yeah, work around it. Sure. I also, it I, like I also, right. it raises a question for me because I'm almost 100, in fact, yeah, almost 100% digital on Switch. Same. The only thing, the only yep. game that I bought a physical copy of was Breath of the Wild because I wanted to make sure that I had that day one. Yeah. Um, and it raises the question to me, like, what is the, what's the incentive for physical copies outside of collectability at this point. You know what Fair I mean? Like, your friend. Yeah, I that's guess my, so. That's my, my family. That's what, why we still buy physical, physical copies. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all, it's for, for most, for the people who are like truly, you know, justifiably paranoid about a lot of this stuff, they're like, well, one day like this won't be on the shop or one day like the SD card won't work, but like I'll have this thing on my shelf forever that'll yeah. work, which negates a lot of stuff like, you know, disc rot and what happens mm-hmm. to who knows what happens to these weird little cartridges that taste like lemons. I'm actually not w- so worried about that. Lemons, that's being g- gracious. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, you know, if a game, you see that now, right? Like games that have online components may no longer be accessible. It doesn't matter if you own the disc or not. Right. right. Like if the core services get turned off, you're still losing parts of the game. Yeah, I feel like it's like the collect- like true hardcore collectors uh, are. They're sort of like they're grasping onto something that's like kind of disappearing, yep. mm-hmm. uh, it's just- and it's a bummer to watch. I just, you know, honestly, like but it's like something like the NBA game, uh, the NBA 2017 or whatever, will work. Uh, when you plug it in, but you'll also have to download a component of it to your card. Mm-hmm. Um, which means that if you go to play it in five or six years, I don't know why you'd want to play NBA 2017 in 2023 or whatever. Maybe you, you best do. year for basketball. It might just be. It's I mean, the final one. Yeah, yeah it could be. Uh, not. Then it's not going to work. It's it won't just work right out the box. Right. right? So. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, I'm looking forward to actually trying this out and what yeah. the install process. You would stop buying physical packages yeah. when you get such amazing special editions as I have bought a Samus physical Returns. copy of a game in probably two years, with the exception of really, Breath of the Wild. but it has a music compact disc yeah. inside. That's not true. Uh, I bought a copy. I bought a physical copy of Dishonored Two because you didn't buy the. I, I just well, that's yeah, that's not the big one. I just bought the oh. cart itself. Yeah. yeah, but I bought a physical copy of Dishonored Two because the PSN just was not working the day that that oh, that's game right. came out. Straight up, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, there therein lies the issue, right? Like, if you can't get online to download a game, then you're three or four days behind. 
everybody else yeah you can't download it and you got to go get a physical copy i think i think where it gets dicey is like i bought a ps4 pro which has a terabyte hard drive built into it which has more than sufficed dozens of games i downloaded over the course of a year whereas the what is it 32 gigs on board on your switch like we'll get pre- eaten up in one one and a half games. I one think yeah, game. I'm well yeah. over yeah. that already. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I have the 128 gigabyte card yeah. in my Switch. Yeah. That said, you can fit like Splatoon, Mario Kart, Zelda, yeah. a bunch of other stuff on. You know, for the most part on there. But like Nintendo day day one, Mario. Breath of the Wild was 13 gigs. Yeah, yeah. right. And that took up you know a, a yeah. significant chunk of your yeah. card. So, so look, SD card is a must, right? With that system, you just got to invest in that storage. Yeah, you yeah. Gotta calculate that in when you're planning to buy a Nintendo Switch. You gotta set aside. You know, I don't necessarily think that that's. Bucks. I don't necessarily think that that's like a detraction by any means, though, because mm-hmm. I feel like the accoutrement, like that's something that just comes along with buying any right. any system. You know what I mean? Like when I bought my Vita, I had to buy a memory card. When I bought my PlayStation yeah. Two, I had to buy. You a had memory to buy a card. proprietary Those memory, memory card. cards. Are freaking expensive. Yeah. They're too. still expensive, and they're the more expensive ones, than Vitas sometimes. The big ones were hard to find. Yeah, too. yeah. I, think uh, I had to buy one off Greg Miller because I couldn't find one on. Yeah, Greg Miller bought a bunch of them and then yeah. sold them like drugs. Yeah, yeah. That's he, what he, does. He, he didn't upcharge though. Well, they they. Just announced 400 gig SD cards are happening, um, I which is crazy to me. Uh, yeah, it's so nuts. Yeah, like if we can and, get, and I, it's like it's this big, but it's really heavy. Yeah, it's, very, <laughs> yeah, just wait. it's like Thor's hammer. You can't pick it up. But I, uh, I have a 200 gig one that I think I got for like 50 bucks in an Amazon sale, and it's like hmm. that's perfect. Yeah, you know? and it's totally held dozens and dozens of games. So I hope it holds strong for a while. Hey, let's talk about the biggest game announcement of the week. Sure. Um, huge, huge, uh, you know, mic drop from a big publisher there. Farming Simulator is coming to Nintendo Switch. So I'm trolling, but I actually like that game. Yeah. Have you guys played Farming no, Simulator? No, I have. Yeah, we did a Let's Play. I played, I played Farming Simulator segment. when it was called... Uh, Harvest Moon. It's different though. This, this is, is yeah. Combine Harvest Moon, man. You've got big machines that you can drive around. This, this, this is like, it's like that show Persons of Interest where you're like, who watches this? Yep. But like, the millions of, like, this game has sold a lot of copies. It's very popular it's in Huge Europe. on YouTube. Yep. Like, people are really into it. There's, um, weird remix trailers of it that, like, have dubstep that are, have you ever seen these? Yeah, they're so yeah. good. They're, they're amazing. It's popular in Germany, so they will be dubstep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, I mean, a lot of us might balk at this, but you would look at something like this and you're like, this is like a good sign that like a big game like this is coming to switch i, mean, I think that's gonna be the running theme with a lot of with the next announcement too but uh like that just means that there's there's faith in this console mm-hmm. yeah and it is this is a, it is i, I don't want to say it's a more casual game it's a casual game and that's not a shooter and you know you don't need to be you know a skilled gamer to play it but it's actually pretty deep like yeah. you manage a farm either uh in north america or in, in eastern europe and you basically have to uh, manage livestock. You have all these different varieties of crops uh, that you can tend to. You can drive ta- tractors and combine harvesters. All this equipment. We can talk then, about Metroid. No, but then you get into all like the menus, and you have to like it's a, a management sim too. Yeah. So yeah, it could be really good. I mean, between this and Stardew Valley on Switch, mm-hmm. farm enthusiasts have really got it made. This mm-hmm. is the number one console of choice for all farm have you ever enthusiasts. Truck simulator. What the Euro Truck Simulator? No, but it's uh, I thought pretty you said, popular on Steam, man. I thought you said Trout Simulator, and I got uh, pretty excited. That's I feel like that's definitely on I- on iPhone. Trout Simulator. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Did you play Euro Truck? Simulator? No, I, I'm pretty interested. I mean, again, well, we're gonna get that it's next. The same big audience, yep. you know. Yeah, and they're like huge games. Well, the I mean, the real bigger game that was announced for Nintendo Switch was of course troll. from Rockstar. You big troll. And that is uh, L.A. Noir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, better I, than table tennis, not as good as GTA 5. So Rockstar, Rockstar has done this before, right? Where it's like Rockstar, uh, you know, becomes a publisher for the, for the Wii and it's like with table tennis. 
Um, they well, did do a GTA also game did, they, on the and, DS. They did uh, that, and they also did the definitive edition of Bully and Manhunt. And Manhunt. So, like, yeah. there was some really interesting. And China that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Manhunt ha- was a game where you could strangle people with motion controls and cut off their necks. Like, yeah, that was really weird. That's insane. I think we need to oh, stop. I don't think table tennis came out for Wii. It Wasn't was, it Wii? No, it was on Xbox 360. No, it definitely came out. For no, it was Wii because you had think the, so. The, the, yes, no, it definitely. Yeah, did. I played it. Bully, Manhunt, and table tennis were on yeah. Wii. Yeah. The big three yeah, missed that on yeah. Wii. Yeah. And so at the time, we were all hopeful that they had um, another original game, something that wasn't mm-hmm. quite so casual. But um, you know, obviously, 2K was so successful with carnival games that a lot of publishers tried the more kind of yeah. casual games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is the exact moment where, like, when Bully came to Wii, we're like, "Whoa, that means the Wii yep. is going to have third-party support for all these games." Yeah. It that certainly did. It had a lot of third-party support, but the games were all lesser versions at the time. Totally true. But now and they can be lesser but slightly portable versions, which kind of, kind of is cool. Well, hold on. L.A. Noir was was new in 2011. So, right. you know, I don't think the Switch is going to struggle with running this game at this point. No, well, so this is, this is announced in the same breath as a special edition of yep. L.A. Noir for PS4 and Xbox that's like a remaster edition mm-hmm. with new textures, new stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of curious. In the same way that I'm curious about Skyrim as to whether or not we're getting remaster editions on yeah. the Switch like or if where, we're getting the original editions alongside the remasters on the bigger consoles. Like where in the, the timeline the, is this font? Yeah. Uh, quick plug, by the way, if you haven't seen the Skyrim Let's Play that Zach and I did on at PAX. Switch at PAX. You guys get to play it? Oh my Very god. It was, oh, it's one of my favorite Let's Plays we've ever done. We sat down with Nintendo to demo this game, which is like so historically weird for them because their games are usually polished. And Skyrim was just a jank fest. Yeah. And Zach oh, it broke a lot, right? Zach snuck up on a giant. I don't think it, I don't think it broke a lot. No, it's just, it's just, it's just funny. Well, it's that's just what funny Skyrim game. is. It's like yeah. you can do things, you can do so much in that world that you will get yourself in trouble and the game goes, oh crap, how am I going to render that? Well, specifically, you know? specifically we, uh, snuck up on a giant and this giant hit me with a club and sent my character spiraling like 30 feet like, into the air. Yeah, like this ninja star. In, in slow motion, just ninja starring through this the air. Like and it was really funny because everybody from Nintendo in the room was really laughing about it, but I feel like had that happened in a Zelda game, they would have been like, "Oh, please don't post that anywhere." Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's different. I do think I do think the Bethesda open world games people cut them some some more slack Certainly. than an action adventure like totally. like a Zelda game because they're doing well for a while. It was like because they're doing more, and it's like, well, so is Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I, I think the comparisons end there. Where I think just Nintendo is a little bit yeah more hardcore when it comes to bug testing and but making like, sure that game is good. Back to Rockstar, this is really cool news. I, again, it shows yep. this Switch is successful. If a company like this wants to take a bet on it, uh, outside of those three we named for Wii, uh, there was uh, Chinatown Wars on the yep. DS. On the was DS. Really that the was last the DS, time yeah. Yeah, it was the yeah. last time we've really seen them support Nintendo platforms. They skipped the 3DS, they skipped the Wii U. Uh, most people skipped the Wii U, but that's okay. It's cool to see them back. Um, there's some cool new additions to the Switch version here too, right? Did you yeah. see about these? Yeah, they added some stuff with touchscreen support. Yeah, for puzzles, right? and it's yeah. also they've shifted the camera a little closer over the shoulder. So I, I don't know if it's going to feel more like Leon and Resident Evil 4, but I mm-hmm. think to account for the fact that you've yeah, been playing in mean? handheld mode. Uh, it's just like pinched in a little, a little closer. It, the, always did you play the game? Of, yeah, I wrote the guide. So oh god. Oof. So I, I, I actually really liked it. 
I enjoyed it. Me too. It. I thought it had some flaws. Um, it's made some of the best gifts on the entire internet. For people who like, this? we've been talking about this for ten minutes. Like, but for people who don't know anything about this game, like, what is L.A. Noir? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a 1940s it's a slow version of GTA. It's a 1940s crime investigation game, a little bit like GTA Open World, and a 1947 version of L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, as they say, faithfully rendered. They actually looked at the landmarks and and had them appear as and they the were. Streets are real. And then when you yeah. invest when you investigate a crime scene, it's like a little bit of a hidden object game. But when you interrogate people. Um, they mocapped uh, everybody, right? Yeah. Like, so the performances are really, really good mm-hmm. for the time. I don't know what it looks like now. I haven't played it in like you know what like the five, faces six don't years. look bad still. Yeah. they look fine. But you actually look at the characters' eyes and how they react to your questioning. You pick mm-hmm. questions from a menu basically, and like you have to guess when they're lying, which is really cool. I hadn't seen that done in a game before. Well, the the tech right? is really yeah. weird, yeah. right? Like yeah. instead of it just being mocapped, like they actually like. Filmed people's faces and it's just sort of like yeah. these FMV masks that people right. are wearing. Yeah. yeah, so they look incredibly human. Like it's actually aged really well. And all actors are professional actors. Lead character was on Mad Men, yeah. for example. Yeah. Um, and it uh, you've solved these cases around LA. There are a couple of cases that you can follow, like a bank robbery or something. But it has this through line about this murder case that mm-hmm. you're also following. It's like very black confidential, right? Yeah. So you wrote this whole guide. Um, was were you disappointed by the end, or did you I, like I, it? So I think the open world doesn't serve a purpose That's in it. Right. It just takes a really long time to get around, but it's at the time you can skip. It was, it was so pretty. Yeah, like it was so fun driving around LA. I remember. I think I went to my first E3 the year that that came out, and uh, it was so cool, like seeing downtown LA and like seeing all these things. And I kind of knew my way around from the stupid video game. I thought that was great. It came on three discs. Remember that? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Three Xbox 360 discs and, and one okay. PS. One PS fit or three discs. going to fit on the old SD card. Isn't that funny? And that's uh-huh. be- but that was a, that uh, indicative of the technology because it had all those facial recordings, which I guess were more video than video game. Yeah. 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 Um, I think like the big news here is that this gives us like a tiny, slightly little chance that we'll get GTA five portable. Yeah, I mean, or so well, Red Dead would be ideal. Yeah, so that's yeah. the thing is like it opens up the entire PS3 library to yeah. the Switch for sure. So that's Red Dead, that's Red GTA Dead 5 and, so 4. Yeah, and 4. What about the next um, Red Dead? I don't care about these old games. It won't run the next Red Dead. It won't run, yeah. straight up. Yeah. What about a top down version with uh, cartoon graphics? It would run that. It like probably might run that. Yeah. I'm down with that. It, like the square, the well, Final Fantasy Town Wars. No, I mean, like we've, we've specifically seen GTA 5. I mean, it launched on last gen. And the Switch is a little more powerful than last gen, which means GTA 5 mm-hmm. portably could run on Switch, which is yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huge. And I really hope, hope it happens. And this I, is definitely an adult game like GTA. That's a good point yeah. to make. Like there's very uh, graphic uh, violence and it's about, you know, realistic murders. And so like Nintendo's not standing in the way of that, which is good news. Mm-mm. For things like GTA, I feel like where there's a will, there's a way. You could, you, again, you could pull off Red Dead Redemption too, but you have to get a really good port house that works closely with the developer, making sure everything is downscaled. You know, the the models are adjusted for the. <laughs> yeah, but platform. then you yeah. run. It would be, yeah, but it is you, quite high effort. It is. But high that's effort. then you run into the idea of like, ultimately, developers don't want to compromise their vision. Yeah, exactly. right. They don't want to like. Essentially, make a dumbed down version of their game for a smaller, for a niche audience. Because yeah, like, that's why they make some other team do it. Red Dead Redemption is going to sell blazing guns. Yeah, it's a cowboy joke. Uh, across 
every platform that it that it's on. You know what I mean? So they don't have to worry yeah. about necessarily like they're not missing a giant market by not having. And Red I don't want to. I don't want to play a, like a rundown version of that game. I don't want to. I don't want Red Dead Chop till you drop like yeah. the Dead Rising game we got where there are like six zombies on screen at a time. Mm. You know, like that was awful. I'd rather take something that works already. Port it to a system that can handle it and like live from there. I'll play Red Dead on my PS4. Yeah, but I was going to say you're also someone who has multiple consoles. I, I do see the value of supporting obviously the Switch with new games um, that people are excited about. So hopefully we'll see some of that stuff too and we'll see it done in a, in a, in a good way uh, that does the system uh, and, and the games justice. Yeah. So I think um, that, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but I think that right. Bully is secretly the best Rockstar game and I really wish that they would bring the definitive edition. Yeah, I missed that game, but it looks too. great. I, I wish they would bring the definitive edition of that. I, I started like replaying. Me. Yeah, yeah, where I, is I, I do too. Yeah. I started replaying um, Bully on iOS uh-huh. flight a couple months ago, and I was like, "This is awesome! I would love this with actual traditional controls." Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's still really fun. It holds up really well. It's one of their sort of like tightest games, yeah, in terms of like just the environment is smaller and it's really yep. fun to run around. That would be a really great game. They just sort of drag and drop on Switch. Yeah, yeah. I'm still holding out for Red Dead. Just replaying Red Dead One would would be would be great that before be really cool. jumping into Red Dead. Are you yeah. the bully in Bully? No. You are kind of. You're a bully. Yeah. You're not the. There's. You're not the. There's more bullier bullies yeah. than you. Really? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you'll have to wait for a game that speaks to you directly. You're definitely a bully, though. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about this little game called Matri- uh, Matrit. Matroid. Matroid. <laughs> Ma- Mattress. Uh, Samus Returns. Um, but Before reruns. we go into that, we're going to take a little break and we're actually going to switch to Naomi Kyle, who's going to bring you a little bit of uh, flavor from PAX, the event we recently attended. And she ran a Mario Plus Rabbits trivia session with fans on the show floor. So check that out. Listen. Thanks, guys. Last week, we tested out Mario and Rabbits knowledge with random strangers on the streets. Now we're here at PAX. I wonder how gaming fans here will fare. Let's find out. Bowser Jr. is the main villain in Mario plus Rabbids this time around. When did we first get introduced to Bowser Jr. in Mario games? I want to guess Mario 64. Uh, Super Mario World? Super Mario Sunshine. Final answer? Uh, yeah, yeah. It yeah is confident. Call, you're right. You're right. You're freaking right. Yeah. I got my shirt Going. Let's do this. Yeah, Which of these rabbits is the cutest? So now we're going to show you photos. Oh, I got to go with the Yoshi one for sure. Definitely Yoshi. Uh, Luigi. Yeah. For sure. Yes? Yeah. Yes, I would say Luigi. All right. Definitely Princess Peach. 100%. All day. You know, I, I think I got to go with uh, the Mario rabbit. Which one is an actual weapon in Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle? And which one's an imitation? Bozo Blaster or Loser Remover? Loser remover. Uh, Carpe Diem and Caesar Ray. Carpe Diem. Peach Pelter or Life's a Beach. Isn't it like a rated E game? And I don't <laughs> know if like everyone's going to get... All right, let's go with Life's a Beach. Yes! Davide Soliani, the creative director for Mario Plus Rabbits, uh, said that he approached uh, Shigeru Miyamoto with the idea for the game. He said, don't make it a platformer. What was the first Mario game that featured no platforming? Super Mario RPG. Mario is missing. Dr. Mario for the NES. Dr. Mario, why not? Dr. Mario. Holy You got it right! You got it right! Well, guys, it looks like PAX attendees know their Mario and Rabbids, and they know it well. Back to you guys. My cheering squad. I, I wouldn't be here without them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Here we go. Welcome back. Thank you, Naomi. Um, I wouldn't have guessed what the first non-Mario Brothers game was that had Mario in it. I guess it's Dr. Mario. Well, oh, really? Would you have guessed that? No. Mm, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's what about Danky Kang? Mario Danky Kang, of course, was much more important. Punch We're going to talk about Metroid Samus Returns, which is out on September 15th. Yes. Correct. Is that right? Next week. Um, all of us here have been lucky enough to have played it. I've played a couple of hours. You guys have played it a couple of hours. You are actually yeah, reviewing really far it. Along. I'm you're, reviewing so it. So you're probably playing it right now under the desk. I am. I have it right here, and I'm in a place where I can't talk about. So we can talk about a lot of things, but there's some uh, Nintendo guidelines for what we can't talk about. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we wouldn't, we wouldn't want to spoil anything for you guys anyway. Yeah, we'll be but, careful. Um, there's, there's certain areas that we can touch. So let's let's talk about what we've experienced that we can share with the audience that does not ruin their enjoyment of the game if they haven't played Metroid Two. Sure. Mm-hmm. haven't watched anything well and like metroid 2 let's just get this out of the way <laughs> yeah. it has nothing to do with this game i mean there you do kill 40 metroids I was say, outside of the core concept yep. yeah it's yeah, you, a com- you might as well planet. consider it a completely different game it's yeah. it's so different and it's probably the biggest metroid it just goes on and on and on and on right it has a completely different weapon set than you have it's it's more like super metroid than anything else it's like you you just have a big place you're exploring by yourself it's my favorite type of Metroid. And they got it wrong with Other M and even a little bit with the Final Prime game where there's yeah, like this universe and then, of course, the Hunter's games. Like there's all this stuff and Samus talks to these people and there's all these things going on. Like this is one of those games where it's like just like Metroid. It's supposed to be like Alien. Yeah. You're like alone. There's something hunting you or you're hunting it. And yeah, that that's the – when I say supposed to be that way, that's just because that's how I felt about Super Metroid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt about Zero Mission and Metroid. It's like you are just – you don't know who's in that suit either and you're just all alone and there's it's very dangerous and you die all the time and you can't find your way around. Like that's what this game is about. And it's, yeah. It's I, really back to I want to say this is, first of all, uh, definitely the uh, the longest of the 2D Metroid games so far. I want to yeah. say it's probably – 10, 12 hours to 100%. Yeah, I feel game. like it's got to be even more, be than, more that. than that. I'm, I'm, at, I'm at eight hours now. I'm not even – I'm in area four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Sam said that you were up to what, area seven? Yeah. Yeah, so like I, I'm eight hours in and I'm – 18%, 21% completion yeah. I mean, rate. Like, six, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's 50, a big, 58%. big game. Yeah. I also think, mm-hmm. um, it's probably the hardest 2D Metroid game. Missile, hidden missiles and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I don't Brian know if percentage is rooms. Mm-hmm. Or weapons and rooms. I think it's map. I think it's map completion and weapons. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're completing the map, you're going to find those weapons, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, I think it's probably a combination. It's hard for me to fathom. I have forty percent more to. I've walked over so many Metroid yeah. places. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it just goes on and on. But I want to say it's probably the hardest Metroid game, or at least the hardest two D Metroid game. Yeah, I've got a lot. I, well, I, Metroid, the first one, is stupid hard. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of that is because of the design is inherently obtuse. Totally. No map. Um, right. It's not It's not very forgiving it, in terms of all that. But this, this, this one, one is not forgiving. Yeah, like it's every a, little battle oh, with the Metroid, yeah. you got to be alert. you got to pay attention. You can't wing it like you can. Uh, there are a couple of Super Metroid fights that you can wing. Yeah. Right? yeah. Even yeah. with like three or four full energy tanks, you'll go into just a very simple, you know, there's like just like the base Mar- uh, Metroid 2. Too, there's like 40 Metroids you need to hunt down, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll fight one of them and five or six hits or three or four hits and you'll be blinking like you're about to die. Yeah, so I mean, the game the game does dole out like uh, items, weapons, upgrades pretty pretty liberally. Like walking around so you just sort of like see stuff. We were kind of but it'll still kick that. your ass. I think there's a the, I think there's a pattern that I didn't recognize till like way deep in the game where in this game you don't just like 
in, in older Metroids, you, you get an, uh, an item, you open new areas, you mm-hmm. explore those areas, you fight a boss. Item, explore, boss. In this game, you you open new areas w- by killing Metroids. You yeah. kill a couple of Metroids, you can go to a new area. And then the first things you do in that area is get a new arsenal. It's kind of interesting. So in that area, right next to each other, you'll get like three upgrades. Yeah. And you'll get like a movement upgrade, maybe a better gun. And then you'll – then you're prepared to take on the Metroids in the exploration of that area. Yeah. And go back and explore mm. other areas. It is odd so like that, So it has that, this right? weird like thing where it's like, oh my gosh, I just got this. And it's like, and this and this and this. And then the, and then and in the beginning of the game, it's really stacked. So you have so yeah. much when you start They out. give you in like it the was, first hour, you've got like Morph Ball, Spider Ball, Wave Beam. Yeah, like Spider Ball right in yeah. the beginning. Right off the bat. Yeah. Like, and and think, you can go into the ceilings of every room. Yeah. You know, until there's spikes that stop you. That was one of the initial criticisms that I had. It was Sam and I wrote a preview last week, and and that was one of the things that I said that kind of bothered me was I feel like there was not – it wasn't necessarily – as rewarding as previous Metroids has been because I felt like it didn't make you work for a lot of the upgrades yep, at the beginning right. because like you said they just like hand out like I think within the first hour I had found four or five missile upgrades and like a couple of energy upgrades so like I was I was feeling like very overpowered at the beginning right um but Sam's right like the way that they handle that is that that they dole out like a bunch and then you have this long gap where there's there's no upgrades and there's places that you can see and you know what you need you get, to get so there, stuck because but of you that. can't you just don't have that item like yeah, these there's these he orange, was texting me like what do I need to get past this this area yeah, I yeah. think you're gonna tell that story now I, yeah I so like uh, the thing about I, I was stuck yesterday for like a solid hour because I, I just I, I could not figure out where I needed to go to find. There's orange spikes that hang from ceilings or pu- protrude from the walls that you just and, and you figured you rightfully so like oh I just don't have the upgrade right you had already gotten all the upgrades in that area so I yeah. was like telling him like no you don't need an upgrade for this yeah you just need to figure out a different way and that's just, an interesting just go downwards more because that's, that's an interesting thing about uh, about playing a game pre-release is like a guide doesn't exist yeah. you know what I mean it's only like there's only a hundred people in the world that have a copy of this game right now. So it's literally like Brian and I and Sam texting each other being like, have you found this? Did you try right. this? And so it, uh, that's a really interesting way to play a Metroid game to begin with, because I feel like uh, having played all the Metroid games multiple times, there's never been one Metroid game that I don't reach a point in where I'm like stuck. Or you yeah. look up a map. I'm and I, I have to like yeah. look up some well, so solution. So you look at like, your map uh, and see whether Yeah, and that's, that's what I ended up doing is like, so I was yeah. so stuck and then I realized it was just a, such a bonehead move that, that there's, there's several rooms that have doors stacked on top of each other. So it's like one door yeah. in and then immediately underneath it is, is another door out. And, uh, I thought that I had explored a, an area that was one door out, like a second door that led out. There was just a whole nother subterranean level that I completely yeah, missed. Well, there's the hallway a, you walk there's a lot of stuff in this game that's sort of just like when you're playing a Resident Evil game and it's like, this door is locked from the other side. Yeah. And you're like, well, that's weird for a Metroid mm-hmm. game. Yeah, so yeah, you have yeah. to like kind of shimmy around in a weird way, shoot the back end of the door, open up open the front up, of it, yeah. and then you can go back through. I like those puzzles though. It's, it's cool. It's just yeah. like, don't go this way. You gotta find a way into this room. Yeah. I think, I think just the, first of all, just the speed of traversal is very quick. Crazy. Uh, moving it is around is. Bl- Blazing fast. Yeah. And they yeah. give you power-ups that yeah. make you faster. Once too. you get going, I will say like one of my gripes was the first few hours of the game when you're weak, 
there is such an emphasis on that melee combat mm. uh, that like hit Y. There are these bat enemies, these mm. flying sort of vulture things that just swoop at you and knock you back repeatedly, repeatedly. Mm. And if you don't counter every time you see them, uh, you'll get knocked back. You'll lose all your health. You'll die. And it got really annoying after a while because I was like, this is not a fun way to explore a Metroid game. Then you start getting stronger. I actually stopped using melee entirely with them. I just blast them, spam yep. them with missiles, yeah, you can do that. push past it because uh, you're backtracking you a the lot. Freezer, you know? which is also early. Yeah. Then they just freeze in yeah, place, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. See, um, I love the melee mechanic. I still, I like too. it too. Eight like hours it. into the game, I, I'll still prefer to melee because it rewards you with, um, with more Aeon crystals. Yeah. So like, if you can successfully melee uh, an enemy, yeah. you just get this flourish of Aeon energy back, which is awesome. Um, Before even killing it. Yeah, I never feel like yeah. I'm running low on that stuff. Though. Oh, you really? Will. I had a yeah. couple like, of it. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. There's all these areas where you have to use these powers mm-hmm. uh, to just kind of for survival and traversal. It's really interesting. I think because I have like three things. or four upgrades for it. Too. Yeah, like you just find upgrades that mm. extend your ma- your your meter. So I had um, I'm I'm really digging this game. My I had a couple of gripes. One was that um, when you backtrack, like I got a new power that was pretty substantial and I'm like oh now I'm going to go to the beginning of the game yeah. where my ship is and I'm going to do all these things I couldn't do and I couldn't do anything right. yeah. there were there were still I, the locked doors yeah. and all the things so, so it's not as well balanced as uh-huh. some of the some of the games we've played in the franchise when I, I was stuck when I was stuck yesterday I did that same thing I was like okay well here here's the classic metroid hook where you you just go back and go through the whole map again as far yeah. as you've come and just see what you've missed just explore yeah. the areas because all the items are marked on your map. If you have, if you've missed an item, you can see it. It's a, little it's dots. a, it's a little dot that tells you, hey, there's an item here. So there's a lot of times that you can go back and see, like, oh, I haven't explored this area thoroughly yeah. yet. But I went back to the ship. I spider balled all the way up and around, <laughs> and like, as soon as I realized there was another area there, I was like, great. Now I have an opportunity to explore this area at the very beginning that I totally yeah. missed, and then it was sealed by a lock that I just don't have a key yeah. for yet. And I was like, yeah. damn it. There were a couple of moments like that, that's, but guys, that's pretty standard Metroid. But but they were also I mean, no, but but they were also. A, pretty much quality of the game. They're, I'm they're, not saying it's necessarily a bad thing. I just feel like, like Pear said... It like, should have given you a little lump of sugar up there, like giving you something, something yeah. where First you go, area. oh, that's awesome, I yeah. found something. But I mean, yeah. you you did backtrack and find stuff, though, right? Not in in this case, there, it was literally like finding locked doors, but there were there were times where it was bad. Because now I have so yeah. much of the map exposed yep. that I can see all, like when I get the thing that opens a yellow door, I can see on the map all right. the yellow doors. It actually mm-hmm. marks it this time. Yeah. I think, That's I th- new. I think the level design in some areas is kind of cumbersome. I don't think it's like nearly as smart as, say, Super Metroid. I mean, I I don't think this game is nearly as good as Super Metroid or Zero Mission. I think it's it's very strong. It's a very good game, but it's got, it's got some areas that are just sort of just like, just the way they weave together is really more of a chore than it is mm. actually fun to get through and the game kind of pushes you to go back and forth and play through a lot of these areas multiple times because you'll have to return back to these sort of chambers that tell you here's where your next metroid is yeah. um you can go hunt those on your own but it's like sometimes you're at a loss so but they're teleporters too i mean they did play some teleporters mm-hmm. to let you bypass certain areas i know exactly what areas you mean right like some places are like i know how to get through here it's just a chore because of all the timed enemies yeah. dropping and so, but I feel like the the teleporters help a little bit with that. Yeah, there was this one yeah. spot in the game where I've jumped up fifteen times now, and every single time I get hit by the same exact enemy. Yeah, I know, I know, the exact and you know the spot, right? About, yeah. And I'm like, that's not a well designed spot if that happens well, every there's single also, time. There's also there's also a couple. Well, maybe of, you're not a well designed spot. I'm not a well designed <laughs> spot. There's also a couple of jumps or ledges that will pair you with two enemies mm-hmm. that melee you in rapid succession, right? Yeah. So like, you'll you'll make a jump just enough to grab on and pull yourself up 
on the ledge. And then as soon as you do, it's like you pull yourself up and then you got to hit like YY at the exact right time or XX, I guess, at the exact right time or else you're going to get hit by one of those and it knocks you all the way back down yeah. and you got to do the jump yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got yeah. to be careful in certain respects. But uh, the other gripe is just uh, the bosses so far, you know, um, or m- the first couple of hours in the bosses you fight are very let's I, I don't want to say repetitive they're because saving. they do evolve but they're they're small and uneventful and you don't have that carrot you have in a traditional Zelda game where like you beat that boss and you get a cool item yeah. it's not structured no like six that. hours right. in I fought yeah. one or two of the same bosses that I fought 30 minutes in and I'm uh-huh. like well that's part of the design of having 40 things to take down but but it changes right uh, so oh, yeah. it's definitely not the same at the point where sam is yes yeah, it's, it's very different we're now still hanging out that's about all i can say um yeah i miss i miss things like the crate encounter or even things like meta ridley and prime mm-hmm. you know like like bosses that happen halfway through the game because i feel like i'm there but i'm still fighting the or what same about just chozo lore breaks yeah. like like i haven't had any background it's just no, there's, me fighting enemies so. it's literally like there's a there's a cut scene at the beginning that's actually handled really cool i really like mm-hmm. the way that that it, the, yes. that sort of 2d uh comic book style like look for those intro sequences and then that's it like there's zero exposition beyond that beyond there, kill, there, kill I mean, i'm really far in this game and like it's just me and and killing yeah there, there's this. I mean, we know there's definitely some more stuff in there that we haven't found yet that we need to explore before we can make that call. But mm-hmm. what the uh, classic Metroid games, you know, Super Metroid or Metroid Prime have done really well is like they start the narrative by showing you your foe. Mm-hmm. Or something like that, right? Like you'll see uh, Ridley taking the Metroid in Super right. Metroid, and like that becomes the through line. You see this creature again and again, and like it really, you, see, you know, yeah. it's like your nemesis is there from the get go. Which this game is different. It is, yeah. it's an extermination mission. Like get in there, take out all, all the Metroid. Yeah. So it feels a little different. So it and is. I, I mean, I it is very much like Aliens to yep. the original Metroid Alien, right? Like. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, even, even aliens was like about saving a little girl and like bringing her to this space colony, which doesn't go well. But, uh, this game, I think it's because it's so specifically rooted in like the, a Game Boy game, you know, yeah. like they, they try their best to add some narrative around the edges, but it's not really there. There isn't Chozo lore. There isn't scanning no, statues. I mean, you have a scan visory thing, but it shows you walls you can bomb and uh-huh. stuff. Um, I think like visually, like this game is kind of muddy. Like it's just like a lot of it's 3ds textures, right? And it looks it looks a little better when you pop the slider on, and it's really quick. So I'll, I like I'll it. For I like that. The, you don't like the visuals? I think it's fine. I think when we play this game in five years, it's not going to be good. So play. let me let me pitch you on something. Yeah. Uh, Metroid has always been like this game with very flat backgrounds, and it's all about the 2D space you're in. And uh, what I like about the, these graphics, despite all odds, because I love sprites and I think yep. it's ridiculous that it's done in polygons. Like I completely agree with all that criticism. Uh, it gives you every every single hallway and every single room is a little window you're peering mm-hmm. into. I like that. This really cool world. Yeah. And like you'll even though you're flipping around outside uh, and, and like just between a, a ceiling and a floor in the background, there's like ruins of like a civilization. Yeah, it's pretty which cool. Are super cool. Or a creature or a dead body. Yeah. I definitely like dig lot, that. Sometimes I, think... I stop and I just look and sometimes it's animated. It's not yeah, just static. Yeah. Sometimes I turn on the 3D because it's just this crazy like mirrored crystal back. They're like little dioramas. I totally dig that. I think that like my issue is that like there isn't a single like texture in this game that I'm like, wow, that looks awesome. You're talking about the technical aspects, which I yeah. I, honest, I mean, I yeah. think it's the 3DS's limitation at this point. We're yeah. spoiled by Switch. We yeah. are. We are. It which does like, zoom I'm, in for yeah. like attacks and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That looks smooth. When it does. Happens. It does. Not yeah. the elevator I mean, scene. But they're not. 
The, the, that looks what is blurry. up with the elevator? The elevator scene looks like a weird, like Saturday morning cartoon situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which I'm kind of okay with. Had the rest of the game looked more like that. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the bells and whistles around the sound effects, the music is really cool. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of it's directly yeah, lifted from really Prime, good. but it just totally works. Yeah. Prime yeah. mixed with then there's tunes from Super. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, which are I guess Prime had some of that too, like the like the lava level. It redid also the the remixes of the original Game Boy tunes and themes are really well done. Yeah. It's really well. Done. The game sounds fantastic. If you're wearing headphones with yeah. it too, yeah. it's just like it's one of the best sounding 3DS yeah, games. Yeah, it sounds music really wise. I, I love the music. It it's yeah. got all this nostalgia. I, I can't think- wait for you guys to get a little bit further, just because the traversal becomes you get these things that make it so you just like kind of mow through enemies, and that's mm. like that feeling in Zelda when you go back with your better weapons. And you're right. Just like, blah, 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 blah. I need to go back to this area, and you just cut through it. It has that, but I think this game is so big that we're all expecting. Uh, that happened a lot earlier. I completely mm. agree. Like yeah. now that all I want to do is play Metroid right now. Yeah. Like I want to end this so I can go play Metroid and I'm there, but it took a lot longer into the game for me to feel like I was like powerful and I could go do new stuff. It was, I was, um, I'm on a text chain with Zach and a bunch of other of our friends. And like the first few hours of that game, I was like, I like this, but I don't love it. And then it was weird. Cause like five or six hours in, I, it started to click a little more mm-hmm. at least. It was either that or I started to sort of understand like the failings of this game, what works and what doesn't work. And I just sort of nestled into what this game was. Mm -hmm. And I started really liking it. I think the sort of second half of the game, when you're a lot more powered up, when traversal becomes a lot more interesting, when mowing through enemies is more fun, um, it it really becomes something all its own. And I really dig it. Yeah, I think, I mean, look, the the very basic enemy that you mentioned, the the bat. The bat, yeah. Right? Like it takes like five shots to take out. Yeah. Right? And so it does feel like for the longest time you are reliant on the on the melee because then it just takes two shots or something right, right after mm-hmm. the melee. It's super yep. quick. Yeah. But like it does slow down the game a little well, bit. Well there's always like one Until enemy in the room, no matter how strong out. you get, who's like kind of a pain in the ass. Like right. there's there's these guys that I'm fighting now that it just like in the area I'm in, when they show up, I'm like the little Galagas. Oh, you little <laughs> yeah. No, they're I, I don't want to I like those, little guys. Guys. I like those guys. Yeah. yeah. Those guys I can handle. Yeah. These are like these little rock balls that are just like I'm oh, uh, yeah. so, uh, the other thing the other thing I wanted to mention was just how beautifully Samus animates oh god um, yeah i think yeah. that the way that that character moves through that world is so gorgeous she plants and, herself down and just goes, yeah and shoots like, all around just even watching so there's there's infinite spawn points for some enemies that are great to spam for like health and aeon and yeah. missiles just like in any metroid game and what's really nice about that is i like watching the animation of her like Aiming, putting her arm to balance, putting one arm and the other to balance the shot, and then watching the recoil, like, mm-hmm. in her shoulders. It's just really smooth, and it's really thoughtful animation. The yeah. way that, the way that her arm tracks when you hold in the left button, yeah. uh, and the different animations that come so out good. of, so the smooth, different animations huh? that yeah. come out of the directions that you're aiming. Like, oh, if yeah. you, oh, melee if forward and shot backward? If you melee so forward good. and shot backward, it's so cool because she does, like, a full, like, a, a really cool, like, half spin and shoots behind her like this and like yeah. it's yeah i mean the her character in and of itself is fantastic yes, and like definitely. any up yeah. at Metroid, you can upgrade the armor and it looks cooler and cooler yeah mm-hmm. and you know that get feeling i always forget about that but like by the end of like say metroid prime 2 oh, you're dude, in this yeah. like crazy like black the suit yeah it's so cool it's really neat no, i mean from what i've played um from what i've played i'm, I'm really liking it i think it's really strong return for for the metroid franchise after Let's face it, two slight missteps, right? Yeah. In yeah. the series.
series, one on 3DS and, uh, and like what, one like other M. Full decade without a 2D Metroid game? Yeah. yeah. Think about like, I just want to gush real quick. We didn't know this game existed at E3. I know. Yeah, and crazy. then we found out and now we're all playing it. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's effing awesome. Yeah. That this, we found out about this in June and in September, like we're playing it and it's like, yeah. it's like a 10, 15 hour and it's game. Good. Yeah. It's, and it's really good. It's really good. Like yeah. I will say like we, I think we kind of front ended this conversation with a lot of our criticisms, yeah. but I, I really am enjoying this game yeah. a lot. Like well, we I don't be playing other things right now. That's well, I'm I also, about, yeah. I'm also playing destiny. Yeah. I just got a real thing for shooting yeah. monsters in I, the face. So my, my only, uh, and you guys have said this before is like, I wish it was on switch. Yeah, because the, what you're describing eh. as kind of like the muddy textures and things would not be an that issue on there. Better. Well, I'll get a port. So yeah. we would seen, love it on on the Switch. I forget what it's called, um, but there's a 3DS emulator that people have ripped. Uh, mm. They've ripped the 3D models from, or like the entire games, and games like Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, um, even the Pokemon games, Smash Brothers, and stuff like that. They look gorgeous when they're removed from that, you know, they scale up 420p screen or whatever. Really, they scale up. So I think somewhere in here is a game that's going to look in- incredible on Switch one day, but they're going to make us double dip. So you're going to have to play it on 3DS first. Yeah, or or when Mac- Mercury Steam is done with this game, can can we put them on the next 2D Metroid yeah. for the Switch while Metroid? Metroid Prime 4 is in the works by yeah. whatever magical team that is uh, of House yeah. Elf that's working on that. Uh, would uh, be great. This, I have a lot of faith in the in this team after seeing just the you know the just the authenticity. This I feels yeah. looks that's and really sounds good. Like this, this bodes well for Prime 4 too. Yep. You know, yeah, Metroid so. Metroid's in a good place again, which is uh, wonderful to say in 2017. Yeah, for sure. So let's close out with uh, just a couple of questions from our from our fans here. These questions are taken uh, from uh, the nvc at ign.com email address. If you have a question for us, keep it short. Yeah. Email us nvc at ign.com. We'll also uh, per- periodically go into the uh, uh, Nintendo Voice Chat forums, podcast group as well, and ask questions there. Sure. So um, this week, uh, you want to take the first one? Sure, Don asks you guys are great thanks for the best show on nintendo topics do you think the switch will ever get a metal gear collection like ps4 and xbox did i would love to play those titles on the go especially mgs4 your friend from sc Mm, i don't know i feel like metal gear is a a franchise that's so closely associated with playstation Mm. and like those came out for 3ds that's true yeah yeah Yeah, that's true and i I guess the the collection the hd collection came out for xbox as well so anything is possible i just feel like it's sort of a long shot at this point so seven months ago i would have completely agreed with you when konami launched bomberman on switch and it sold half a million units at launch for like a top-down low poly bomberman game uh which is now sold even more they're they're giving it regular updates and stuff like that they said specifically that they're going through their vaults and seeing like what what will work and i have a feeling that they'll start looking at a, a, a like a collection like this and maybe give it a shot like it's it's a slightly bigger chance than zero i don't think there's like a yeah 100 i think it's a big chance because Konami doesn't have Kojima anymore. It's yeah. going to be, it's going to take them a while to reset the Metal Gear series, put another talented developer in who can take this without the fans freaking out. I mean, you see yeah. some of the pushback on the Metal Gear, uh, multiplayer game that's right. coming out, right? Like there's a lot of hate, um, some of it unfounded because I hear it's actually pretty fun, mm-hmm. um, against that game because of the way Konami and, and Kojima parted ways. And yeah. obviously core, hardcore fans are upset with Konami, like spending more on their, their pachinko business than on, on traditional games. But sure. this is Damn an easy, pachinko. this is an easy port. Yeah. This is not a hard port. Yeah. And like, what it'd be so awesome to have which those games, games. Are you talking about? One, the two, collection three? yeah the collection just one two and three yeah. well you this, can even put don is there. also asking for four yeah. yeah yeah you could put four on there just one would be great 
Let's start. <laughs> I mean, with even that. like so seriously, I want to. Didn't play we that recently hear a rumor about uh, Twin Snakes potentially, or was that just fan? That's the fan? I think that's, that's fan the third reissue. Stuff. That's yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like like we said before with the Alien Noir stuff, like let's never forget that the Nintendo Switch can play literally every last gen game. Yeah, like, yeah. hypothetically, technically, it can port. Any you can port any game from PS4 or PS3, Xbox One or Xbox 360 era to it. Yep. So sure, yeah. Um. So I I actually think there's a high likelihood because Konami needs some hits, and you know just like you're seeing uh, Rockstar repurposing their their back catalog, yeah. I think they yeah. will do that too. Uh, Maybe so. You want to do one more? Yeah. So okay. do you want Steven uh, or Donovan? Uh, we go with let, Donovan. Let's do- Double Dons? Yeah, let's do Donovan. Back-to-back Dons on the show. Donovan says, hey, NVC, my name is Donovan. I was wondering if you could recommend some puzzle games for the Switch that are not too fast-paced that my fiancé and I could play together. I love video games, and I would love to show her why I love them so much. Thank you so much. By the way, NVC is the number one place I go for Nintendo news. I feel like he's he's set us up there because I feel like the Switch has the perfect puzzle game for couples. Snipper clips. Yeah. 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 I totally right? agree. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you didn't know that, man, you gotta go get that game. Yeah, Snipper Clips mm-hmm. is, is phenomenal. It, it? Yeah, I think he's indicating that like there's uh like maybe she's new to controllers yep. in general. Snipper clips is okay with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So Slips is very friendly for like ingratiating people yep. into like Absolutely. and people that I, it's I Yeah, and people yeah. that I, I know that don't play games like Snipper Clips because it's it's less about um precision timing and more so about like spatial reasoning it's yeah. very forgiving yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like uh, you you can cut each other up in in a good way and uh jump on each other and if you fail like you just hit a button and you reform and yeah. there's very and it, very seldomly like time limits or anything like that so. it always devolves into like hysterical laughter too because like the the things that you're saying to can like convey what you need the other person to do are always like so ridiculous very like, there's a lot of innuendo a lot of innuendo, good. Yeah, I, yeah. it's just very it's fun and you can skip a level if you can't do it like you can s- uh, select your levels from a menu so it's a little different i mean i i love puyo puyo tetris but i think when you're playing two player if if you guys are super far apart, even if one player is playing Tetris, the other one's playing Puyo, you're gonna dump a lot of garbage blocks right. on the other oh, player. It sucks even, playing that with someone else. Good, even it's with the worst. The, well, even it's with not, the handicap adjustments. So bad. I, but I was gonna say because I I play I play, te- I play the Tetris side with my wife, and it's yep. fun because like I'll bump my my handicap up a little bit because she doesn't play as many video games yep. as me, and it's kind of even. So yeah, okay, yeah. it's a fantastic game, and like there are more games like World of Goo is really good. It's but it's single player. You'd have to like switch off. Levels Plus is a little bit too... That's too pretty hard. Kind of, it's too yeah. hard to play. I think uh, Puzzle Adventure Blockle, um, that's a real what game. About, Switch I know actually it's not a, a puzzle, puzzle game, game, but what about Overcooked? Overcooked yeah. is good. It's super I mean, hectic and requires it's, skill. It's, well, it requires coordination with with the person you're playing with, but I don't think it requires. I think my wife would shoot me skill. after one match. After one game. <laughs> I, I I will just say this: noobs play the heck out of that game yeah. all the time. So like, it's not there's no barrier to entry. Wait for the patch on that one. It's still it's still got some still a chug- yeah. delicious. Also, issues, yeah. I know we don't have a, a specific set release date yet, or do we? I can't remember. But mm-hmm. um, Brime is coming very soon, yes. and that's like a natural progression. I feel like if if she plays snipper clips she plays puyo puyo tetris and she likes it yep. you can start kind of get that ball rolling with a game like rhyme that is uh 3d open action puzzler like that's yeah. kind of a cool like natural progression so awesome yeah cool. well thank you uh sam for joining us this week thank again you. to talk about metroid i hope you're uh you're progressing rapidly and you'll have mm-hmm. a timely review from us i will have a timely review that? sir when can we expect that uh 5 a.m on tuesday morning oh, all man, right that sucks to be that's you september 12th Farmer yeah. time. No, no, it's all good. Farmer's right. a good place. 
Very cool. Um, so come back to IGN for, for Sam's take, obviously, on Samus Returns. We're pretty excited about it, as mm-hmm. you can tell. Um, I'd love to play some more as well right now. Um, Brian, what you didn't say, see before is that Brian demonstrated that you can use the Metroid Amiibo as a shot glass. Mm-hmm. So yep. I use water in it. Effective shot glass. Ex- expect more on that. And if you want a new expect shot glass, kick more yourself on that. Those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, expect more on, that's for it's, sure. It's definitely going to happen. Uh, thank you so much for watching the show. If you like NVC, please do check out uh, some of our other shows as well. You know, there's Beyond, there's Unlocked, there's GameScoop, uh, there's Fireteam Chat. You were on Game. Game Scoop this week. I was on Game Scoop. Uh, you this played week. twenty questions for the first time. It was awful. It was so well, stressful. Don't, don't no, give, give away so the stressful. ending. No, I'm just saying, Damon. Damon made us do all these challenges, and I like. I walked out. I was oh, yeah. sweating. Don't man. spoil the show. We did. We did another game too. I didn't say we lost. The other game was was, was crazy. Yeah. So uh, check out Game Scoop as well if you want more uh, of us. Uh, and uh, if you like NVC, subscribe to us um, on YouTube. You can obviously subscribe to our channel at Nintendo Voice Chat. You can find us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Subscribe to our show there. Leave us a review if you like the show because that helps us get discovered by others. And you know, if you want to be super nice to us, watch NVC on IGN. Leave us a comment and we'll be sure to read them on the next show as well. So thank you so much, guys. Where can people find you after the show? At Agent Bizzle on Twitter. Uh, at Zachary SD. At Samuel underscore IGN. And I'm Pear IGN. See you next week. Get the thing. Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, the podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. I bring you two episodes a week. Every Monday, I cover something from a wide variety of topics, covering everything from feminist faves throughout history like Audre Lorde, listener coming out stories, and other hot-button topics like toxic masculinity and the Me Too movement as well as plenty feminist history, the good and the controversial. And then every Friday, I bring you a mini What's in the News episode to keep you up to date with everything that's going on today in the world. And with over 580 episodes available to you right now, there's plenty of good stuff to listen to. You can listen to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rage on. Bye.